Hello and welcome to Season 3, Episode 3 of Pandemic Parenting Sucks. And it's been a bit since I recorded an episode because I got COVID. And everybody but my 12-year-old got COVID in our house. And honestly, if we want to be frank about it, I paid $300 to get COVID, which was awesome. Um, And I'm surprised, not surprised, I guess. Long story short, October is a crazy busy month when you have kids. It's sometimes like May is called Maycember because it gets so busy. December is busy. October is busy. Especially if you play fall sports, October is like the end of seasons for everything. It is just crazy. We literally were going weeks without breaks between activities. And the last activity we did made us take a big old break and kind of kicked our butts in the process. So all of my kids play fall sports, even my youngest, to refresh everybody because it's been a bit. I have a 12-year-old, soon-to-be 13-year-old, a 9-year-old, soon-to-be 10-year-old, and a recently 5-year-old. All three of them play soccer, so they play a fall sport. We have other fall activities. Um, My son decided to play a whole bunch of fall sports this year, so he played cross-country, middle school soccer, and then rec league soccer. And my girls both played rec league soccer and had tumbling. And tumbling is semi-ongoing, semi-continuous. We take breaks um, because it is rec tumbling. They don't have it when they have certain seasons. We're starting back up again in a week. So we had a break from October 12th to November 21st which actually works out quite well. Otherwise, my girls would have missed a lot of tumbling. Soccer season ended October 22nd, and that's going to play a role into this in a minute. Rec soccer ended October 22nd. Middle school soccer ended October 14th. Um, so we are, right now, as I'm recording this, I am in a pickup line on Veterans Day, and I just ran inside for... A Veterans Day program and to hear my oldest play his trumpet and see my youngest in my middle watch him and I am sitting in pickup line freakishly early but I'm still the third car like I'm here an hour before they get out of school and I'm the third car so that's kind of disheartening but um <clears throat> so long story long, I guess. We've been doing fall activities every weekend, pumpkin patch, boo at the zoo, going like different places, going to haunted house. Like, so our last activity that happened before everything stopped was spookery. And if those of you that are not in Boy Scouts or Cub Scouts, spookery is a family camp. So all the siblings can go, not just the scout, and there's activities every day. This was also our very last rec soccer game weekend. So since I am a Cub Scout leader now, I went to Spookery. My daughter, who is the official Cub Scout, went, and then her younger sister and her older brother, who is a Boy Scout, went, and my husband went. There was around 350 people at Spookery. You, you know, you go on a Friday late afternoon, stay Friday night, Saturday night, and then leave fairly early Sunday morning. 
Um, we actually had to take a break Saturday and go and um, play soccer. So we did all the morning activities on Saturday. We missed lunch and we went and played soccer. So um, we're out here. We're playing soccer. We're doing the things. We get back to camp and my youngest, she's five. She's really not having it. She's kind of cranky, not feeling great. Um, we're assuming she's tired. We're assuming she doesn't want to be out in the cold because it was a little chilly. It wasn't as cold as they predicted it would be, which was great. But it was still in the lower 50s, upper 40s at night. And we're sleeping in a tent. I will say we bought a brand new tent for this so we could all fit in one tent. It's a 12-man tent. It's two to three rooms. You can stand up in it. My husband can stand up in it. You can, it's um, a little over six feet tall on the inside, which is amazing. I have no complaints about that. I absolutely love my new tent. It was easy to put up, easy to take down. We didn't get a divorce over it. We've had issues with other tents that it's been like, we have to sell this tent or give it away or we will be filing for divorce next time we put this up. Everything was really going smooth. We made it back to the soccer games. Both of my older kids played great. They got to end their seasons. They got the medals. They're good to go. We get back to camp. We eat supper. We do the haunted trail. They do their skits. They're all running around together. Then comes Monday. <laughs> and we all go to school on Monday. Everyone's a little cranky because it's been a crazy weekend. We have literally been nonstop since the beginning of September. Just go, 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 go. And this was kind of going to be, you know, one more weekend. The last push was going to be Halloween. So this was the 23rd. We all go to school. We're all cool. We're all fine. Then Tuesday, my five-year-old is sick. She has a fever. She's vomited. It's just congestion. Like she's not like vomiting food, but she is just has so much congestion. She's vomiting mucus and stuff, which I, I guess trigger warning or TMI. You're going to hear about a bunch of gross symptoms pretty soon. We COVID test her because we got all of those free COVID tests in the mail. And I doubled up on those things. Um, anytime that was available to get them, we got them. I think we had 18 boxes or something ridiculous like that. And my husband had him sent to his work, all the stuff. So um, we COVID test her. It's negative. So we're like, whew, she's just sick. It's, you know, and sometimes with little kids, when they run around a lot and stuff, they're prone to get sick and it tis the season. But Tuesday mid-morning, my husband starts also not feeling good. And then he started having trouble breathing and his chest felt really tight but usually this time of year, he has this issue anyway. It usually, you know, ends with a steroid prescription. Nothing horrible. So he tests and he's negative in the morning. I'm going to work this whole time. I'm a little sniffly. I don't know if it's allergies or a cold, but I'm not too incredibly worried about it. I'm working. I'm teaching my classes. I, you know to give like rough estimates. I probably taught around a hundred people that day. Um, I'm talking to people in the hallways. I'm a social butterfly. I have no idea I'm running around with COVID. Um, my husband eventually says he can't take it anymore and he needs to go get the steroid treatment. So he went to our prompt care, so our urgent care, whatever you call it in whatever region you're at. 
he went to our urgent care and he tested negative for all the flus. They tested him for COVID and he came back positive. And my work requires actual proof and at home test wouldn't work. But as he's talking, like he's sending me text messages from the urgent care, like, hey, I just tested positive test yourself. So I test myself with an at home test. I test everybody in the house that's with me. Everybody tests positive, but my 12 year old, I don't know how he missed it. I don't know if he's like superhuman. I don't know if his 12 year old germs have created a weird bubble around him and he he never tested positive in the two weeks that we had to basically isolate and test he never ever tested positive i tested like holy crap raging red like i took a sharpie and drew a line on this test and it was immediate positive and i was like well crap so then when my husband got home i went to urgent care because i needed official documentation that i had covid for work and in the state of illinois I don't know where you guys are listening from. I have a lot of international listeners. So in the state of Illinois, you are out for five days and the day you test is day zero. So, or the day you have first symptoms is day zero. So technically for my five-year-old, she started having symptoms on Monday. So Tuesday would have been day one for her, but it was day zero for the rest of us, which works out fine. We were all set to go back to work and school that Monday. We still had to test my son until we were out of our quarantine or yeah, isolation. I I don't get the, my husband knows the exact terms and what they're used for. I don't. Five days, we're not supposed to leave our house. We're supposed to be as isolated as possible. Um, However, because my 12 year old was never positive, he still had to go to school or it would have been unexcused. So the state is telling us not to leave our house and not to to be around as few people as possible. However, we still have to drive and pick up the 12-year-old from school, drop him off, pick him up. The Wednesday, super bad for my husband symptom-wise. Like He was not able to function. I was still okay on Wednesday. I was had more cold-like symptoms. I had a very, very low-grade fever, right around 99, 100. Um, so I was pick-up, drop-off duty because he was miserable. I did pick-up and drop-offs. I will say I got COVID ear, which is what they diagnosed me with at prompt care. I was carrying fluid in my ear, but it wasn't infected. It was just giving me like vertigo and messing with my balance and making me a little motion sick if I moved too much. Um, so we're doing that and I'm taking my son to school. I'm picking my son up from school. I am in pickup line to pick him up and I puke my brains out. I felt like I was on the tilt-a-whirl. Everything was spinning. It was ridiculous. I started sweating all of a sudden and then just puked everywhere. But because everybody in my house gets motion sick, Um, I have air sickness bags in my van, so I guess always be prepared, but that it was bad. Um, so my husband, myself, and my two daughters, my nine-year-old and five-year-old are home. We're all feeling pretty crummy. We've pretty much left the girls to fend for themselves. We're feeding them. We're watering them. We are not entertaining them. I think my five-year-old may have played Xbox for 14 hours. We, we were not 
the we're not the best parents, but we couldn't send them anywhere or have someone come in and help with them because we were all positive. And my 12 year old couldn't help because like I said, when I had my surgery, he was really, really helpful. He helped feed the girls. He helped entertain the girls. It was amazing. He couldn't even help. And he was having a rough time because he was stuck in his bedroom and he couldn't interact with the rest of the family. And we'd like leave food at his door and knock on his door and like run away. And because he never tested positive, we all had to wear masks in the house. And the girls were not having that. Um, The only places we didn't wear masks were in our own bedrooms. But if we were in like the living room or the kitchen or any of the bathrooms, we always wore masks just to try to keep him as safe as possible. Um, I don't know if I would have licked his face if he would have got COVID. He, He fared well. He never tested positive again. So, um... We are, I'm on, so that was Wednesday, Thursday, Thursday, I died. Like I could not move. My COVID symptoms hit me like a truck on Thursday. I don't know if like Tuesday and Wednesday were just like making me feel like, hey, all of these vaccines and boosters are amazing and it's just a cold and I'm going to walk away from this. No, 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 I did not. Um, Thursday, I started having like cramps and like Charlie horses in my legs and they just would continually cramp and my legs were always tight, especially my thighs. It was really, really painful, really hard to sleep. I lost all smell. I completely and totally had no smell at all on Thursday. Woke up, it was gone and I didn't notice it was gone for a long time. Everything just smelled like like paper, you know, there was no smell at all. And I could not move. My fever spiked up to over 102 on Thursday. I was coughing until I was gagging. I was just miserable. I had a headache. I was muscle cramping. I was nauseous. Everything. It was so bad. Luckily, my husband had that day on Tuesday. So Wednesday, he was feeling better. Not great, but he was feeling good enough that he could do pick up and drop off at school. And the whole time this is going on, my in-laws are dropping food off at our door. Um, Even my children's great-grandparents, so my husband's grandparents, dropped off um, like ice cream from Dairy Queen and stuff, trying to cheer everybody up. Um, We were really panicking because we missed, the, especially for the girls, they missed a lot of Halloween activities. They missed um, two trunk or treats. And we thought they were going to miss Halloween, but we actually came out of isolation the day before Halloween. So we came out of isolation on Sunday. I will say Thursday was probably my worst day. Friday was not amazing. I kind of felt junky on Friday. Um, my husband still felt junky on Friday. Saturday, we all just kind of slept it. Like, it was just bad. It was bad. Um, Even when we all went back on Monday, and we could go back to work and go back to school, but we had to wear a mask until day 10, which was Friday. So we wore masks the whole week, which was fine. I wore KN95. I liked it because it doesn't rub on my lips and stuff where before like my other masks would rub and I would break out really bad. Um, and Emmy, my five-year-old, her issue is 
last year she got infantago from her mask because she would chew on it so much that it got all around her mouth and we had to treat it with steroids and stuff. Um, so her doctor was like, if you can avoid wearing a mask, you know, in the next six months, because once you get infantago, I guess it continues to come back. Um, which, uh, from my understanding, it was essentially a staph infection on her face. So, they wanted to make sure it didn't come back because it could be more serious. It could be harder to treat. And what if the infection gets infected and so on and so forth. So I was really worried about her wearing a mask, but she seems to be doing okay with it. We changed up the masks she wore, um, made them less enjoyable to chew on. So she seemed to do better than with that. The... But again, my 12-year-old never tested positive this whole time. He's around all of us and his five-year-old sister who doesn't want to wear a mask and basically touches everything. Um, but we went, we all went back to work, back to school on Monday. We were, and this was Halloween day and we were just miserable. <laughs> all of us were miserable. The girls were pretty good. They had all tested negative by that point. Um, and they were feeling a lot better. It seemed to go through them a lot nicer, which is great. And I wouldn't wish them to be sicker than me. My husband and I both super sick. I still, and this is again, November 11th, and I, we were officially diagnosed on the 25th of October. I still don't have smell. Uh, my smell is evolving. I can consistently smell laundry detergent pods, which is good. And, but everything else smells like cigarette smoke. So I went from smelling nothing to just consistently smelling smoke. Everywhere I go, smells like cigarette, like to the point when it happened the first day, we were looking for what was on fire in our house. That is how pervasive the smell of cigarette smoke is. My legs still randomly cramp, but I found now that I've gone back to the gym and I've started exercising again, that my legs aren't hurting as much. I'm not getting the cramping as much. So I don't know if like getting the, the juices flowing and stuff and getting, you know, really seeing any, uh, like hormones and stuff. I don't know if that's helping with the cramping, but it seemed to help. And it helps especially like right after I do it. Uh, I'm still getting at night, like restless leg syndrome. My husband is still having breathing issues. He still feels a lot of tightness in his chest, but he also, normally has a uh, rescue inhaler anyway. So I, we were joking that it was going towards our weakest spots because with my rheumatoid arthritis, my joints and muscles are the weakest. And that's where I had like the most ridiculous symptoms. And with him having reactive airway, it's his lungs are the weakest and it that seemed to be targeted. We finally both tested negative by day 10. So my girls tested negative by day five. The adults tested negative by day 10. I still feel junky. I still get fatigued really easily. Uh, and mind you, before this all happened, like literally four days before this happened, I signed up to run a 5K December 3rd. And from the 25th to like November, I want to say 9th, I couldn't train. And I went back because I couldn't get back to the gym. I went back to the gym and 
I couldn't even walk two miles in 45 minutes and I was running three miles in 45 minutes. I know that doesn't sound like amazing or anything. I have high school cross country people that run three miles in 16 minutes and I was just happy to get three miles in 45 minutes. I could not do two miles in 45 minutes when I got back to the gym. It was so disheartening. Uh, Today I did go to the gym. I was able to get my three miles in 45 minutes, but I also coughed until I gagged when I was done. So that's fun. I'm hoping the fatigue goes away. I'm hoping to get my smell back because eating and stuff has become very unpleasant when everything smells and tastes like cigarette smoke. Um, I know the COVID also triggered my husband's migraines really bad. The We were living on cold medicine. Like we had Alexa set a timer for every four hours so we could take more Tylenol cold and we would take Tylenol cold and then ibuprofen and then Tylenol cold and then ibuprofen. It literally that we went through four boxes of Tylenol cold just to get through this. And I think that even up to day 10, I was still taking Tylenol cold because I had would have coughing fits at night where I would just start coughing and not stop coughing and it's like a, a popcorn-y feeling, which is not great. Apparently that's bad. So all of that. I'm supposed to go to the doctor in a couple of weeks to get like checked up again. Um, one of the worries is whenever I'm in a lot of pain, I have a heart murmur. And we want to make sure that nothing, uh, you know, didn't affect my heart or anything. So I will I go back and have a checkup for that. Uh, even though like I had COVID last year, apparently I didn't have it this bad. I don't know if it's like, you know, a difference between Delta and Omicron or this new Omicron or whatever. And ironies of all ironies is we had appointments set up to get the bivariate vaccine. And now we have to wait three months. And since my five-year-old didn't get her COVID vaccine, now she has to wait three months to get vaccinated. So we're just waiting. I'm hoping this gives us some form of immunity, gets us through the winter at least. I really don't want to get this again. I do. I couldn't imagine getting this and the flu at the same time or getting sick again. It just, it kicked our butts. It knocked us out. Our house is a trash bin. When you go for almost two weeks on survival mode, not really doing dishes, not doing laundry, not picking up, it's, it's bad. It's really, really bad. And I haven't caught up. I've been like, I felt better this week. I'm nowhere near my functional level, but I have felt better, but I haven't done laundry. And normally I'm doing two to three loads a day just to keep up with our laundry. I finally got through all of the camping stuff. So again, we went camping on the 22nd of October And I just finally got done washing the stuff from camping because I was worried it was going to start to mold. And it's November 11th. So it's, yeah, it's been been bad, bad. Um, The, I couldn't imagine if I had like a very, I mean, thankfully my youngest is five. I couldn't imagine having like a small baby and doing this. Because we could barely function with a five-year-old, a nine-year-old, and a 12-year-old. 
if I had like a toddler or a two or three year old, that would have been so bad. So bad. We haven't grocery shopped since the 22nd. It's just, it's literally survival. La- the week, the first week I went back to work, I would go and teach my classes and I would come home and I would fall asleep until I had to pick the kids up from school. So I would sleep for like four hours and I wouldn't feel rested. So I'm not, I haven't had to like take a nap recently. I mean, I wouldn't say no to a nap, but I didn't have a choice that week. Like I was unconscious. I wasn't sleeping. I was unconscious. And I've been tired this week, but I haven't been like, oh my God, I have to take a nap or I'm going to like pass out. So hopefully we're getting better. We did not pass it on to anybody that I know of. All of our close contacts, all of them have still tested negative. My in-laws tested negative. Um, We were supposed to go see my mom and thank God we didn't because I would have felt so guilty. And none of my students came back positive. So that's great. But I I felt bad. Like you have that guilt. Like I went to this family camp of 300 people, which is probably where I got this. I coached a soccer game that weekend also. And it's like, what if I was exposing all of those people to that? Then I went to work Monday and Tuesday and all my kids went to school on Monday. And then my two oldest went to school on Tuesday So it's like, what do we do? You know, how I just, I felt so guilty. I'm like, what if I give this to somebody? What if I would have given this to somebody and didn't realize it? And I could see how that could be very upsetting or like, we're not sure who patient zero was at our house. We have no clue. I mean, my five-year-old was acting sick at camp, but my nine-year-old tested negative first. So we're not sure if she was patient zero, the five-year-old was patient zero. Um, With the progression of symptoms, I feel like I got it last because I was the last one to decompensate. So I think I was last and one of the girls was first, but there's no like validation of that or whatever. They, because my husband and I both got officially tested, our results were sent off. So we were in the official count and we were um, sent off to see what variant it was. But um, my girls were not in the official count. So they're like when, you know, 700 more cases. Well, that's numbers kind of crap because I was counted. My husband was counted. But the only reason we were counted is because of our work requiring it. If my work would have just required an at-home test, I probably wouldn't have been counted. And my girls definitely weren't counted. So what we're thinking for every one person counted, four or five aren't. So how how good are the numbers then? Um, I probably went through three cans of Lysol, just trying to disinfect everything. Um, I don't think I bathed for the whole five days that I was really bad. I'm not even sure I changed clothes. It was bad. Like I have not been that sick in years and I had pneumonia in college that almost put me in the hospital. Like this was bad. Did I ever freak out and think I was going to have to be hospitalized? No, no. I was kind of like, is this ever going to get better? 
I did worry about my husband because of his breathing more than myself. Myself, I was just like normal symptoms, not crazy or anything. I never, at any point, I never thought I would be hospitalized. And honestly, I, I never went to the doctor or anything. So I, there with that, I was lucky. I have both vaccines boosted. You know, I just don't have the bivariant booster. Um, the, my oldest daughter has both of the children's vaccines because she is only nine. My five-year-old was not vaccinated yet because we were waiting till we had a three-day weekend to do it because both of my children did have reactions to it. So, yeah. But now we have to wait three months to get her vaccinated and I have to wait three months to get um, the new bivariant booster. But it was rough. You know, zero out of 10. Would not recommend. Hope nobody gets it. But we did survive it. And as far as I know, we did not pass it on to any of our immediate family. Now, I'm not sure how many people at camp passed it around to each other. I do know at one of the schools I teach at, nine teachers were out because of COVID. So it was a pretty high spike at the time we got it. And then with all the Halloween activities and everything going on, I would not be surprised if there's another high spike around Thanksgiving and another high spike around Christmas. But I'm hoping because we had it for, you know, had it for Halloween, trick or treat, um, will be better. But uh, thanks for listening. I'm hoping to get back to more of a normal recording schedule. I'm hoping for my voice to be normal again. And I'm incredibly happy I was able to record this whole thing without coughing my brains out. So I hope you enjoyed this episode and please stay tuned.